right, everybody. Welcome back to the Coyote Calling Academy. I'm your host, Brandon Niley. And today, we are going to go a little different route. We're going to talk about some elk hunting today. I have a very special guest. Um, I have my daughter, Jaylee Niley, on the podcast today. And she's going to talk a little bit about her first her first big game hunt um, where she could carry the gun, she could shoot, everything else. She's been hunting with me since she was three-ish, somewhere around there. Um, antelope, deer, plenty of coyotes, um, and now elk. And it was her first trip out. So with that, we have the the next Eva Shockey super huntress only a real huntress not an instagram huntress because she's a killer so there you go jay say hi hi guys so on this trip your first your first hunt big game hunt elk hunt um what what were you expecting like when we left on the road headed to elk camp what were you expecting it to be like? What were you hoping for it to be like? Things like that. I was thinking that it was going to be way easier and that um, I was really just hoping that we could see some stuff even though, even if we didn't get anything. Like, I just wanted to see some elk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just see them? Yeah. It. Well, Dad, <laughs> I wanted to shoot one, but I, I really wanted to s- see him too, even if we didn't get one. Yeah, yeah. So, we went in. It was Jaylee, myself, and my dad. My dad was our chauffeur, and he definitely saved us a lot of walking. Because he would drop us off on one end, pick us up on the other, so... If it wasn't for him, we'd have both been pretty whooped by the end of it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He I think probably saved us a couple of miles. <laughs> a, uh, just a couple. I think we averaged, I looked when we got back, and I think we averaged at least like eight miles a day, something like that. Some days were more, some days were a little less, but uh-huh. every day was pretty much about eight miles or so up and down the mountain. So, put on the miles, eh? So, <clears throat> we were there for nine days, pretty much the whole season. The season went ten days, um, but we left. We came home the night of the ninth day. So, we'll just kind of go through and talk day by day and go over what happened and how it went. Yep. Day one, what happened? Uh... So, <clears throat> where we were at, I'll kind of tell a little bit about where we were at. Um, I'm not going to give you any location giving away spots or anything like that. But where we were at, uh, there was a fire went through a couple years ago. So we were hunting like the around the burn scar and the edge of the burn scar. And so that kind of helped us. We were able to drive the roads kind of around and glass the hillsides, try and find them. Um, once we got them found, then we'd come up with a game plan to go after them on how to get around 
keep the wind in our favor and get snuck into them. So day one, we we went out, found a herd, yeah. and took off after them. Uh-huh. And we got pretty close. We got like, well, when that spike spotted us and yeah. busted us, he was like 60 yards away or so, but... The he, whole herd was like in front of us, and it was like kind of like on the side of the mountain, but it was like right on like, top of the ridge there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got to watch them for a little bit. They watched that bull came in, bugling his head off, running around in circles and stuff. After I cow called. Yeah, he was in the way. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So the first day we spotted a herd and took off after him. Um, we got within probably two, three hundred yards or so of them, and the, was trying to get set up, get a shot, and we're kind of. She got set up, got behind the gun, and it just didn't work out. The wind ended up switching on us and blew our scent right to them. So they meandered off over the hill, got out of there, and that was the end of that. But when we found them that first day, and you got behind the gun, got set up and all that. What were you thinking? Like what how were you feeling the first time, you know, getting getting behind the gun, getting set up, having a chance? What was kinda going through your head? Uh, I just thought it was really crazy that uh we got like that close to him on the first day and that I like might be getting one on the first day that we could even like set up the gun to try to get a shot like it's just super cool just super cool yeah, it was just yeah. Super cool. um so afterwards after they kind of ran off were you disappointed were you like were you thinking that was the only chance you were gonna get and we missed out or what did you think afterwards and and all. What'd, and what'd you think of while you were watching them run around? Like, what was going through your mind? Other was, than it was cool. <laughs> um, I was just mad at the bull. Because he kept on getting in front of all the ones that uh, I had a shot at. And so I was just mad at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're the only person in the world that would be mad at seeing that bull. Because he was a pretty good bull. He was very good. He was a very good-sized bull. I don't think anybody would be sad to have uh, shot him. He was very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever they took off, I got, like, super excited, and I just wanted to go after chasing them because before, like, whenever we were going up the mountain, I was really tired, and I just wanted to, like, stop all the time. But after that, like, I just was uh going i just wanted to go and chase them yeah well you did plenty of that yeah (laughs) so after the first day what were you thinking was it what you expected or completely different than what you thought it was gonna be well i didn't think that we were gonna see elk on the first day so that was kind of surprising there you have it, folks. She had no faith in me at all. <laughs> well, 
I just didn't think we were going to see them on the first day because we kind of had to figure out where they were where they were at and stuff. Yeah? Yeah. So, day one, that was pretty much all the excitement on day one. Um, day two, we got up and got out and around, and we more... We, we just kind of drove around. We were still trying to figure out exactly where they were. We just drove... Um, the road kind of loops around the mountain, and you can see it pretty good all the way through. So what we ended up doing was just, I didn't want to wear her out and, and you know, her give everything she had the first two days and then be completely exhausted for the rest of the week. <clears throat> we drove around looking at different spots, trying to figure out where they were, where the elk were at, um, looking like in the road for tracks if they were crossing just glassing all sides of the mountain and going around and we did end up we found a moose that second day we ended up finding a moose in the the creek and that was pretty cool yeah he wasn't scared at all no we sat there and watched him for quite a while took pictures if you follow the instagram or facebook page um, you would have saw the pictures of that moose. We got some some pretty decent pictures of it, so that was cool. And then after that, we continued down the road and come out of the trees into that meadow, and there was a either a spike or a cow. We couldn't really see very well, but it ran across the road up in front of us. So we kind of bailed out after it and went more. Just we didn't think we were gonna catch him but just looking for tracks and see if we could figure out um, where they were going, where they were bedding, their kind of travel corridors where we had saw the ones the day before and then saw that one and seeing if we could connect dots to find a, a travel patterns or where, where they were hanging out at. So we kind of took off and meandered through there, and then it snow started snowing. It snowed pretty good. I think we ended up with, almost 10 inches of snow or so that night and cold bitter bitter cold yeah but the next day was super exciting <laughs> why was the next day super exciting because um well we didn't think we were gonna go the next day because it snowed so much but it ended up being not as cold as we thought so we went out and we saw him didn't we see him in that same spot mm -hmm. and then we uh well they kind of took off and so we followed them for a while into this into this opening and we saw a bachelor group of like four bull elk and we sat there for a while watching them and we were wondering where like all the cows and the rest of the like the herd went that we were following and we walked forward a little bit and we looked up and like farther up into that opening was that whole herd and so um dad was getting me set up and but like there was this log in the way and I told dad I can't see over it and so we moved over and 
I there was one under the tree that dad told me to get set up on and so um I got set up on that one but it like moved and I couldn't get a shot at it and there was one right next to the tree that um I was getting set up on but as soon as I was like almost about to pull the trigger that bull elk came and moved her and got in front of her I was so mad and then my hands started freezing up and I was freaking out (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were scrambling to get some hot hands out to get her hands warmed up because she couldn't feel them um but after once we watched them bulls for a little while across the drainage and then when we found the the rest of the herd up the drainage a little farther up um we had to drop down into there was a big washout where the water had where the um water running through that burn scar had washed out a good ravine through there so we dropped down into that and then came up the bottom through that that washout so we were staying out of the side of the elk for as much as possible um then we got out of that and got up to get set up and shoot and and like Jaylee said by the time we got everything set up and we're ready to go that bull started pushing them and I think I think one of the cows might have seen us kind of moving as we popped out of that washout um kind of got busted and that's kind of what yeah that's what got them uh kind of worked up and a little nervous so they took off so so then day four what did we do day four? Day four was the day that we stayed at the camper because that was the day after we had gotten all kinds mm-hmm. of snow and it dropped 20 below. Yeah, we got some more snow and we got up that next morning um, on day four. We got up and it was like 20 below outside. So we opted to just kind of hang around camp that day and and relax, catch a breath. Um, and Jaylee was kind of feeling because the altitude was kind of hard to breathe and everything we, we live at <clears throat> we live at like 4,000 feet elevation and the area we were hunting we were about 10.5 to 9.5 elevation so that the air was pretty thin so she was kind of still getting used to it and, and and acclimated to that elevation so we more just opted to take a rest day um, we ended up running to town get refill the propane tanks and stuff because the heater was running constantly in the camper um and jalapeno cheetos and jalapeno cheetos jalapeno cheetos are a lifesaver for for miss jaylee on an elk hunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what was that concoction you were eating them cheetos with you were dipping them in something or mixing them with um, something I don't sloppy joes oh yeah sloppy joes sloppy joes and jalapeno cheetos she said it sounds it's it's the bomb. It doesn't really sound good to me, but she <laughs> likes it. It is good. Nana <coughs> sloppy joes are really good. So so day four wasn't too exciting. Um, day five, it warmed up a little bit, so we we went out trying to trying to find them again, um, and we did. I think. Yeah. I think every every time I pulled my binoculars up almost when we'd stop to glass after a little bit, we'd see some elk, and I think my dad and Jaylee were thinking I was full of crap, that I just had elk painted in my binoculars or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> they could never find them, even when I was showing them. She's sitting there, I don't see them. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, we got them found, chased them all over the mountain, one way back over to the other side and back around and loop-de-doo. That, that, uh, that was the day that we got into them, like, we walked, right in the middle of them. Yeah, we walked right into where they were bedding. Um, and that was that was more my fault. That was just, a, I guess, a rookie mistake on my part. Um, usually when we're walking through the trees and... and well, you know, we walk a little ways and then we'll glass kind of out in front of us and see if you can spot some some laying down or a little bit of movement or something like that. You know, just kind of work real easy through the trees, glassing up ahead of you every now and then trying to pick up movement or something so you don't go too far. And I didn't do that. I knew just we knew where they were bedding at at that point. So we were just trying to get there and... Um, we ended up walking right into the middle of them. I spotted one cow. She kind of was standing there probably about 40 yards away or so. And we stop and I kneel down. And when Jaylee kneeled down, the rise of the hill was just a little, little much. So she couldn't even see the cow. Actually, I just saw the head. And, and... I mean, I could see it good, but she just was too too short. She couldn't really see it very well. And then by that point, it was too late, and they all stood up, and they were they were all around us. I mean, we walked right into it where was, they were bedding. It was kind of scary because there were, like, elk <coughs> all around us. You could just, like, look around at them, <laughs> and they were looking at us like, uh... <laughs> Did you think they were going to attack you or what? No, it was just... A scary but cool at the same time because like they were just staring at us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and then we we kind of chased them up and over the hill and around a little bit um and we just couldn't could never get caught up with them to get set up and get a good shot so nothing there what day are we on six yeah six so. That was the day that I'm pretty sure, uh, that was the day that we, I'm pretty sure that's the day that we ran into them and they, we were like at the bottom and they were running like at the, there was like, mm. yeah. And we kind we had, we kind of had to crawl around that day too. Cause yeah. they were like above us. Well, we pretty much followed them from one end of the ridge clear to the other and yeah, over could, like, across the other drainage and. You can yeah, see we, the silhouette of them, like, in the trees Up and on stuff. the skyline, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we followed them that day quite a ways. I think that might have been the our longest day of mileage-wise of walking because we pretty much covered from one end of that, that mountain to the other. And, shoot, we went across, what, two, two drainages, three drainages, something three like that. Three drainages. And I thought we were going across another, and you were like, no, we're not. <laughs> you said we were not. Well, I, I said I was looking over the mountain where they had went, and I was like, I really don't want to climb another mountain. You said, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, uh, that day was a heck of a yaunt, for sure. Um we we definitely put on the miles that day, and and you were a trooper. I mean, we were hiking through ten inches, eight inches of snow after it snowed for quite a while, and you were a trooper. You kept up, no complaining. I'm pretty sure I probably would have been. I I when I was your age, I think I complained to Papa a lot. 
<laughs> so I can't complain. You were a trooper because I would have been complaining. I think I I don't remember. maybe I was complaining this year even I don't know did I complain too much? Uh, not too much. Not too much. A little bit. Yeah, just a little oh, bit. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm a complainer. But yeah, we we kind of went all over. Found a mule deer that day. That's the day we found that mule deer bedded, huh? Yeah. We walked right up on him. <coughs> he was he was pretty close. It was it's cool how the, like the deer like hop. <laughs> yeah, they bound. Oh. Bound, okay. not hopping. Rabbits hop. Deer bound. Well, looks like they're hopping. But they're more graceful. Okay, that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so day seven now day seven i got I, she got mad at me she was yelling at me no that was day eight you were yelling at me yeah that was day eight day eight yeah day uh, seven is the day that i'm pretty sure i lost your earplug things oh yeah you lost my earphones <laughs> what else did you lose you lost something else too no it was whenever we tied the shirt to the tree oh i don't remember yeah just yeah you just lost my earphones but we just, uh, <clears throat> every every day we were into elk, they were all pretty much the same. Just chasing them, trying to get close, trying to get a shot, and never, never quite worked out. We just stayed after them, kept going every day, stayed chasing them, following them around, trying to get it. But the whole time, you know, we're marking and making mental notes and everything of where we saw them where they were going, where where they disappeared at. And towards the end of the week, we started to get a really good idea of their, their travel patterns, where they were bedding, and all of that, which ended up paying off big time in the end. So that's Except one. Except for day eight. Day eight, dad did not wear, he wore the same clothes, except for his underwear and socks. He wore the same clothes that all all week and then day eight he changed his pants and we didn't see any elk that day and so i told him that those were his lucky pants and that he had to put them on the next day and he said that he would put his lucky uh binocular harness on too. yeah yeah so day eight day eight after wearing the same clothes all week i decided to put clean clothes on and that's the only day that we didn't see any elk it's the only day we were up there we didn't see any elk. So that, that was my fault because I changed my clothes. <laughs> so um, then day nine, <clears throat> day nine, that was the day. That was a good day. Yeah, that was um, one of the best days. Well, yeah, I hope so. Well, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. We, well, I'm just saying, like, seeing them. Yeah. Like, well, so we got up and. We get out to where we're going, and my dad drops us off. We get out of the truck, and we are he's going to drop us off in this spot. We're going to go up. We found them, saw where they were at and where they were headed, and we knew where they were going to bed down at. So he drops us off. We take off, and we're headed to get to where they're, they're bedding so that hopefully they come right to us. And the wind's going to be perfect. Everything, it's going to work out really good. So we we go to get after them and as we take off walking across the little opening to get going up the mountain 
that's when all them elk went running across the road two three hundred yards in front of us or next to us and everything yeah it was really crazy they were running all over the place you could have just run one over with the truck that day then we wouldn't have to work so hard to get it out no no oh okay we wouldn't have been fast enough oh also would we get in trouble for that for purposefully running an animal over well yeah probably (laughs) probably besides it would mess up my truck yeah then you would have to walk home (laughs) anyway so they run across the road <clears throat> um, we uh, we were hoping that they it, it, it that they wouldn't run into the ones that we had already saw that we were headed after and kind of take them with them. Which I think in the end that's what they ended up doing. They ended up getting all together and kind of took them with them. But they still went to where they were bedding, where uh-huh. we where we knew they were gonna go. So we just took off up there trying to get to where we needed to be. And we got in there, um, just easing through the trees, knowing where they were going to be at roughly from every day before and what we had gathered. And we just eased our way through. We uh, got, got right in on them. We spotted that spike walking around. And he waited for him to kind of go over the rise and then we crawled on up, got set up next to a tree, and then started looking for one that we could get a shot at. So, the the one that I ended up getting was like it was bedded down under a tree, and it was, there was like a no trees in the way. It was like the perfect spot. And so me and dad, so I got dad set up the gun for me, and um, I took a shot and. Um, I was, like, super excited, so I got off the gun super quick, but the elk that I shot, like, flopped over and, like, was wiggling, and we both thought that, like, that was it, like, that it wasn't going anywhere, but then Dad told me, like, take another shot, just to make sure it's, you know, dead, you know, and so but as like as soon as they loaded another uh bullet it got up and i missed the shot and it ran off with the rest of them yeah so once we come over the rise there and and got set up it was probably like an 80 yard shot i think is what it was if i remember right um and she was the cow was laying down right under a tree we had a good good angle on her and everything she was um laying there so we got set up and i i told her you know just put it right right on her shoulder and and smoke her um i know the our bullet set up and everything else that we'd have no problem punching through that shoulder bone and getting where we needed to be so we uh told her to i told her to shoot her right square in the shoulder and she she did good she doesn't get wound up or real excited um she she holds her nerves real good she's just got ice in her veins she's just a killer and stays real calm behind the gun and everything until after the shot is made and then she then she gets excited but um she shot and that cow just kind of flopped 
straight over and I, I, I smoked her. She's done, you know, and then she kind of started kicking a little bit and trying to get up. So it's when we told her, I told her to shoot again. And of course, right when she shot that cow took off running. So missed that one. Um, we stayed, we tied a, <clears throat> we tied a vest around the tree that we shot from, went up to where, where the cow was, marked that with some red, uh, orange ribbon so we could keep both, both spots, you know, we knew exactly where they were. But before we did that, um, we called my papa and we told him to come up the mountain. <laughs> 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 And so my dad go. He told me to, told me to stay by all of our stuff where I'm at, and he goes up to look for like a blood trail, and he like he saw like where she was laying in it. It was like it was the right bed because you could tell, uh, like there was dirt all all around, and it looked like she was squirming all over the place, and we couldn't find any blood or anything so we were just kind of looking around and like how long were we looking we looked for probably it felt like hours yeah well not hours we were looking for probably 30 45 minutes in that spot looking for blood right there um and then we we wanted to give her because she did run off and we couldn't find any blood we wanted to give her you know a little bit of time before we really pushed going after her. We didn't want, you know, if she went and laid down or something, give her a little time. So hopefully we didn't bump her and her. They just keep running over the mountain. Um, so we looked around. We didn't really find any blood, but Jaylee found a couple really, really small, tiny drops of blood. I could, I barely even seen them after she pointed them out. Um, but just super small amounts so we started just following the tracks of the herd as they took off followed those around and i think we went we went probably two three hundred yards and then we found a bed where that cow had laid down and there was a, a lot of blood in the bed so you know that kind of gave us a little hope helped our our pit in our stomach from it running off because in in that moment like when she shot right away the way it dropped and everything else you know we thought she stoned her just that was it and so the the excitement the that rush of adrenaline and everything else kicked in and I mean everybody you you guys all know you, in hunting you go from the highest of highs to lowest of lows and that in that 15 minute span of shooting to not finding any blood was definitely a roller coaster of super high happy I think I cried like a little baby um super high happy to just a pit in your stomach of low just feel like dog crap low you know um yeah I was just I was just kind of moping around following dad while we were following the tracks because I was like, you know, I shot her and she's like out there wounded, you know, and I just like kind of was mad at myself, you know. Yeah. So we found the one bed with some blood in it and that that really helped our uh, spirits a little bit. And then we went another hundred yards or so maybe and found another bed where she had laid down. Um, 
and just kept following. We'd find a little drop of blood here and there after that, but nothing, nothing really too much. So then, you know, I started worrying maybe we hit her, you know, a little high in no man's land or, you know, hit her a little back or something, just kind of really starting to get nervous, you know, as far as where we hit her because it obviously wasn't what we thought. You know, I, I was really hoping we'd find her dead right through there somewhere. She just, elk have a very strong will to live, so they, they can just, they can take a lot before they expire. Um, but we kept going, following them, and we did end up, once we got to the top of the mountain and dropped over the backside, we did end up finding them again, all bedded down. And we sat, we sat there kind of back a ways, just glassing and trying to find the one that we had shot. And, but through all of them, it was really hard to see. We couldn't, they were all bedded down, so it, it was hard to see. Um, and we were kind of moving around trying to get better angles to look at everything and try and find the one that was hit. Um, then the wind switched on us, and I think maybe one or two might have spotted us yeah, moving around. At the last, like, ten or five minutes that we were there, there were, like, one or two cows looking at us, like, that whole time. Yeah, so they ended up, they kind of meandered off over the hill. They didn't really take off. They just slowly walked off um, and over the crest of the hill there. So we kind of just hung back a little bit, stayed easy. Um we called my dad and told him that we'd found the elk. We hadn't found the, the one wasn't dead yet, but we'd found him again and that we were over the backside of the mountain. So he went around, he went back to the truck. Um, and, and he found the earphones. Found the earphones that Jay Lee lost two days before. Um, but he went back to the truck and drove around to the backside of the mountain to pick us up on that side when we came out which ended up being a definite back and leg saver for me. <clears throat> um, but anyway, they went over the crest of the hill. We kind of gave them a little bit of time to calm down and then went after them again. We caught up to them again and found them. Then they were just milling around in the aspens. and They just, were licking the trees. Yeah, licking the trees, chewing on them and everything else. So we sat there for a while just watching. You know, they, they were shoot probably they were 100 yards less than 100 yards away from us on that hillside and we just just watching trying to find the one that was hit um couldn't really pick them out they were bunched up real close together so it was hard to hard to tell we couldn't even get another shot at that point anyway because they were so bunched up but it was really cool to be able to watch the sit there in that moment and just watch the elk and and experience them you could hear the cows and calves mewing back and forth the bull would bugle every so often and just to to have that close experience and just be able to watch them was super cool um just it it, it it's not something that happens you know very often or all the time it was just a really cool experience to be able to watch and and kind of just observe you know and we our legs were soaked <laughs> yeah we were kneeling in the snow for we sat there for probably an hour mm -hmm. um watching trying to figure out which one was what was what and seeing if we could find that one cow and then 
So kneeling in the snow, we were both soaking wet, and our legs were falling asleep, cold. Um, uh, just sitting there, and then the wind ended up switching on us and blew our scent right down to them. And when that happened, all you know, the whole herd just they they took off at that point, and we're like, oh man, we're gonna have to chase them over the next ridge or something, looking for this wounded one, but. When all the other elk took off, that one stayed, stayed put, stayed right there. She, you could tell there was something wrong with her. We're just sitting there watching her, and she didn't move. Every all the other elk took off, and she just stayed, stayed right there, didn't move, just looked sick. We looked through the binoculars, and I couldn't see any blood on her, on her side or anything, but you, you could tell she was sick. So I was pretty confident that was the one that, that we had shot. So we we got moved around, got set up where we needed to be to get a good shot. Um, and once we got set up and got on her and everything else, put her down. Now that was, that was it. Huh? Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. She went down right there. We were able to see her. And then at, at that time, then that's when, you know, all that excitement and that the adrenaline and the super high came back you know once we once we knew we didn't have a wounded elk running anymore and we put her put her down got her out of her misery filled a tag Jaylee's first elk um then that's when all the emotions started coming out I think I cried again um (laughs) um it just it it's super exciting so I I've never anything that I've ever killed or all of all of my hunts and everything that 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 was definitely the most memorable being able to be there and see see her face and the excitement in her and the just the toughness and the the never quit attitude that she had through all of it even even in that crappy moment of you know tracking a a hit elk and just not knowing if we were gonna find it with no blood, no nothing, um, she still stayed, stayed with it, stayed positive. I couldn't have been more proud, um, and just the made me feel like I like I was doing something right in teaching her and everything. Cause every time she was behind the gun, she was very aware and knew exactly what was going on with the gun. Very safe, you know off the trigger until it was time to shoot and was very aware of what was behind the elk that she was, you know, aiming at. If something, if one walked behind it or in front, she would, she would pull off the gun and let him go on by until it was clear and then get back on. Just very disciplined, very controlled, better than I've seen some grown adults do. Um, just very proud. I think whenever I was on the gun and stuff, I think you were more excited than I was because you, because you kept on telling me, <coughs> hand off the tr- or finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Make sure you're on her shoulder, and you were all like hyped up, and I was like, okay, turn the dad, safety okay, off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was very excited. I had more adrenaline and excitement going when she was about to shoot than I ever did any time I've been behind the gun. It's a totally different totally different experience totally different feeling and just it it it, w- it was great 
and I definitely was more wound up than you, I'm pretty sure. I was shaking yeah. like crazy and everything. You were kind of annoying me because you kept on trying to remind me all of, the, all of these things. I was like, okay, Dad, okay. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then once we got it down and we got up to it, and then it was time to go to work and get her quartered up and and packed off the mountain. You know, Jaylee was right in there with me doing everything. She's never never been afraid to, to gut anything or go to work or any of that. Um, she took some pictures and got her cut up. She helped me quarter it up and everything and get it off the mountain. It's but cool. <clears throat> it, it, it was a, it was a heck of an experience for sure. So now that it's over, was it, was it what you expected? Was it what more than what you expected? What? It was way more than I expected. How, how'd you feel when you shot it after it was after the second shot, when it was dead and it was all over and we, we had a tag on it, how'd you feel? Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's that's that. Um, one thing I want to touch on, I get a lot of messages from a lot of people asking about, you know, getting their kids involved or keeping their kids involved. Um, for me, like I said, Jaylee's been hunting with me since she was three there's we got she's got two other sisters and then a little brother so I got three girls and then one boy and the the two girls the other two girls they're they're not so much into hunting like like Jaylee is they're not die hard just all about it they they like to go every now and then but when they're over it they're over it um Jaylee's just a die hard she just she's a tough little shit um my youngest son, he's all about hunting too, but it's it's a boy thing. But I get a lot of messages asking how to get them interested, keep them interested, things like that. And I tell people, just make it fun. Just do whatever. Candy bars, soda pop, something different. Make it special. Make it about them and fun. Um, do you think it's fun? Do I make it fun when we go? Like, what... What helps keep you being so into it and interested in it? Uh, just being positive and not getting, like, super frustrated about things. Because I feel like when, like, a lot of people, like, not even, like, with hunting and stuff, like, a lot of, like, parents and stuff that you see, like, they want their children to, like, do what they want to do. So they, like, pressure them and kind of get frustrated so they make it not fun yeah yeah and I, I try not to I try not to push any of them to do something they don't want to do like I want them to try it and try it and give give it a chance but if it's not if it's not them it's not what they're interested in you know I, I don't I don't want to push them into it because then it, it may, takes all the fun out of it um so I try, I try not to. I'm sure there's sometimes, like, I would love for all of them to be into it, but, but I know that, you know, different personalities, they might not be into it as much. So I don't want to push them into something that that's just going to not be fun for them. If somebody has a kid that is maybe interested in it or, or kind of likes to go every now and then or doesn't want to go at all, what would you say to maybe entice them? Seeing as how you're a kid yourself. 
what kind of things could a, a, a dad or a mom, whoever's taking the kid out, what, what kind of things could they do to maybe make it more interesting? Um, like dad said, like make it something like special that they might look forward to, like even hot Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> jalapeno Cheetos. Jalapeno Cheetos, that's it, jalapeno Cheetos. I like hot Cheetos, but jalapeno Cheetos are better. Yeah, whenever I take them out, they all know that if they go hunting with me, we're going to go to the store on the way home, and they're all going to get whatever they want, candy bar, soda, whatever they decide they want in the store, and it's they're the only one that gets it. It's the, it's a cricket. It's a cricket. But they, they know that it's they're the only one that's going to get it. It's all about them. makes them feel special or whatever um, in that aspect. So make, call it bribery, whatever. Just something <laughs> to make it fun. Make, make them feel special. That's, that's the only thing. I, that's all I try to do. I just make, try to make it feel special to them in that day. Um, that's why I don't like whenever my siblings come with, like, <laughs> like me, like me and dad, whenever you go hunting, the other kids say, I'm going to come too. <laughs> yeah, Jaylee doesn't like going. She doesn't like going with the others. She gets all frustrated. She gets mad because they're not quiet. They don't sit still. Anything else you want to say? What advice do you have to give the world? What would you tell somebody getting ready to go on their first elk hunt like you did? Give, give them all a piece of advice. Don't have expectations. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Just have fun, right? Yeah. Don't expect too much. Just have fun. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Not about the killing. Just the memories, eh? Fun. Memories. Experience. You don't have to kill something every time. Yep. Makes it more fun. Right? Also, I came up with this name while we were hunting for my dad. <laughs> He's a mushroom rat. Uh... If you Google that, it's a very, the Urban Dictionary of that is very funny. It's, it's funny. I'm, I won't tell you, but if you're interested, Google it because it was funny. She started calling me that for some reason while we were up there, and then it's because, and then it's because he has mushroom toes. <laughs> but she was calling me that, so my dad got curious and he. Uh, he Googled it in Urban Dictionary and just started laughing. It's it's funny. It's we had no idea what it actually was. She just made it up. But it's actually a name. It's a it's a real thing. So if you're interested in that, Google that. It's funny. If you have no other hunting tips, instead of making fun of me, she's a bully. See what I gotta deal with every day. I gotta live with this. No, you pick on me every day. That's oh, just cause I love you. So, alrighty. You got anything else you want to share? Any tips, tricks, tactics, warnings? No. No? Okay. Okay. That's it? Yeah. Alright. Just watch oh, my dad. Oh, hey. Just listen to my dad's other podcast. We, uh, <clears throat> um, gear. How was your gun? Oh, it was, uh, it was really comfortable and it didn't hurt. So, I, I see it asked all the time, and I've had the question a few times, but I see it asked all the time on a, a guys will ask what a good recommendation on a gun for a kid is and what caliber, whatever. She shot a, it's a Remington Model 7 uh, 308, 
it's it's a pretty light gun it's very small um it was the gun my dad bought for me when i was 12. it does have a muzzle brake on it so that obviously helps with the recoil but super loud um i bought walker game ears uh just a cheaper set of headphones that are electronic just that way like with the kids and everything it really helps for them to be able to hear you and all that so i thought that was a good benefit of the electronic ones little bigger and heavier but definitely worth it if if you need to if she's on the gun and you need to tell her you know stop or something happens you know you need to not shoot or anything she could still hear you clearly and no confusion um but that little gun is perfect for a a smaller uh a smaller woman or kids it's it's pretty small framed it it does well and i mean she's she's 12 she'll be 13 in a month um she's not very big at all she's super tiny and she handled that 308 no problem and she shot it a few times so it's it's a great great caliber great little gun if anybody's looking for something like that you know give that give that a look let's see you shot off the tripod we use the yeah. tripod with uh it's a two vets sporting goods tripod and a triclops gun saddle uh, clamp from triclops outdoors um, i highly recommend a tripod and saddle for the kids i use it for me anyways but highly recommend it for kids it just it, it's super sturdy holds the gun well they they can control it a little easier i think and it just it works great i highly recommend that for a kid especially is a tripod and gun clamp so that's kind of the gear we used on that so i used a kafaru pack pack out her elk saved my back and legs <laughs> so i guess that's it if you don't have any other stuff we'll wrap it up i think we're close to an hour we'll wrap it up you ain't got no more all right everybody thanks for listening make sure you like share tell your friends about it Please subscribe, uh, leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, whatever platform you listen on. Leave a review. It just helps me out, get the podcast out a little better, and make it a little bit more well-known. It just definitely helps me out. Um, appreciate everybody listening. Good luck with the rest of your hunting, everybody. God bless. Happy New Year's. Good call. Good call.